Why do they forget my relatives? As I go along the highways, I see many types of different animals. And the spirit cries, I could hear the spirit of the animals wanting to be free. And they lay there. And the spirit cries, help me, I want to go home. As I look before me, they pass by and they run over them. And I cry to the spirit, why do they not just look at the steering wheel that they are using, the very car that they are driving, the very truck? If they could just hear the spirit wanting to teach them that very vehicle that they've just run over my relative with, the animal, was also made from Mother Earth. If they would only understand that, that vehicle that they're driving would respond back immediately and it would tell them exactly even if they're too busy to stop and put them aside that vehicle would tell them to place tobacco on them tires just so my relatives can go home just so my relative spirit could be freed and go back to the great creator it's very simple this life what Mother Earth has given us. To really think is so simple that it is beyond us. So I ask in my native tongue, in my English language, the second language that was given to me, why do they not do anything for my relatives, the animals? All it takes is even tobacco to roll down a window and offer it to the four winds for my relatives so that they can go home. You are listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again, the circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. Be thankful you are listening to... Your community spirit on your community radio station in your southern Illinois yes. <laughs> and beyond. Yes, on your planet. This is a time to be thankful for a lot of strange and unusual little things. Yes. The mm -hmm. things we don't even notice normally. Like family. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thankful to have food. You know, I was just, I have a book recommendation Dies the Fire. It's a work of post-apocalyptic fiction. So, you know, society ends and everything's falling apart, and they have trouble getting food and being safe and all that. So I'm happy I have food, and I'm happy there aren't roving bands of cannibals 
running through Southern Illinois. <laughs> there might be. There might be. I haven't met them if they are. Yeah, they keep they, a good secret. Before the apocalypse, they keep it on the down low. Down low. <laughs> so, thankful for food. Yes. Thankful for family. What else? Food, family. Another F. Fun. Friends. Friends, fam. fun. <laughs> um, I, the only other F I can think of is fart. <laughs> which you do after you eat, so you have more room for more food. Yes. <laughs> and that could be fun, too. <laughs> so. Now, I know in some cultures, burping is seen as a compliment of the meal. I'm not so sure about at the other end, you know. <laughs> it's a compliment if you do it outside. It's a compliment if it smells like roses. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> Good luck. Start eating roses. <laughs> so, I would like to know what people are thankful for. Because... It seems like the harder things are, the more there is to be thankful for. Yeah. It's, there's a greater stark contrast. The worse things are, the more good things there are. Yeah. Now, I'm thankful. Um, I forgot yesterday was um, everything closed. Yeah. And I had promised my sister I'd pick something up. And I went, before I went home, I went to pick it up. And I drove past this electronics store. And I'm not going to mention it because I hate the electronics store because they've screwed me over so many times. Um, Best Buy. And um, there was people. It was 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And there was five tents set up with people. There was a guy taking a nap in a chair. Yeah. They were getting ready for the sales today. And um, there really isn't any good sales this year. From what I understand, because the sales have been so slow already they're going to just have the sale for a whole week uh, yeah. or a whole month pretty much um, my brother actually last year was planning to go to Black Friday to get a laptop super special sale Bob. <laughs> he went online and he found the super special sale Black Friday price without standing in line uh, Yeah. so it's but uh, for some people it's a tradition yeah I wonder if this means that someday the tradition will die out. I have I have family who do my um, my sister actually went with some of the family. It's like three or four years ago that they do it every Black Friday. Yeah. And they don't usually buy that much stuff, but it's just like fun, <laughs> you know, to get up at the I don't know two o'clock in the morning and you know let's go <laughs> find ourselves a deal. Yeah. And then you know one o'clock in the afternoon. There's no deals anywhere. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, I've had I have at least one or two family up north who do it, and uh, I've had friends who do it occasionally here, like, you know, based on if they see a particular sale they want, you know. Right. And then I've also had friends who decide they're going to do it, and then they get there, you know, the night before, and they see there's already 50 people, 60 people, and they're like, oh, it's not worth it. Right. Um, actually, the first year... Um, that the uh, Best Buy was open. Um, some people got in line, and I don't know, eleven o'clock at night, twelve o'clock at night, and you know there was nobody there yet. Yeah. But now, two o'clock in the afternoon on Thanksgiving. I wonder if they ate Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, I wonder. They must have, or maybe they take turns being in line. Huh. Well, I mean, you'd have to keep your place, right? Yeah. That's pretty pretty far lengths to go for consumerism. <laughs> it's like, but 
there's something you want. <laughs> so I wonder what the special was. I should have looked it up just to see what they were hankering for. Yeah. <laughs> so next year maybe we can do a live remote. Like, what are you? What have you been here uh, waiting for uh, all, all day? <laughs> yeah, we could have done that this morning. Well, there would be nobody in line anymore, huh? Yeah, they're already in and out, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So. I am thankful I did not have to camp out all overnight last night. Oh, uh, I am too. It's for a piece of electronics. I don't need anything that much. I'm trying to think of what I really need that I would almost do that. So, I'm thankful that I am not participating in Black Friday. Although I do have to still shop for that thing for my sisters, so I might have to go shopping today. Uh, yeah. Hopefully there's no more chaos now. Technically, I think I'm going to buy food today, you know, but probably even not even just extra food, just the food I'm going to eat today. Yeah. So, <laughs> thank you. I'm not going to buy a plasma TV or anything. So, are there happenings? Yes. In case you didn't know, it's Thanksgiving. It is the time to give thanks. I was actually pretty mad because I got, well, I got a bunch of texts from a lot of friends, which that part was exciting <laughs> and happy. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, my friends tended to say Happy Turkey Day. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, who are you calling a turkey? I'm happy, I'm stuffed, but I'm not a turkey. <laughs> Although I got two Happy Tofurkey Days. <laughs> and, you know, it can't be Happy Turkey Day. It got killed. Yeah, the turkey's not happy. You know. <laughs> um, Someone sent me an online animated, uh, like, YouTube thing with a dancing turkey singing, you know, Something like, eat that turkey, eat that turkey. <laughs> and I was like, that, that's kind of odd. Yeah. <laughs> turkey singing about getting eaten. Um, I did respond to anybody who said Happy Thanksgiving by saying, thanks for not saying Happy Turkey Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, happenings today? Big issues on the big screen at the Big Muddy IMC. Today is November 28th. The film is RFK Must Die. This 2007 documentary examines the other Kennedy assassination and put together some of the best evidence questioning whether RFK was killed by Siran Siran or a security guard named Thion Eugene Caesar. Caesar. In some ways, the evidence of a second gunman targeting RFK is more solid than that against his brother. Yes, it's the day after Thanksgiving, but the ruling elite rarely takes a day off. So... We shouldn't either. The Big Muddy IMC is at, I just forgot the address. 214 North Washington. There you go. Carbondale. Good thing I got the brain along. <laughs> so let's see, some other happenings. Uh, American Prison Systems and Faith Perspectives. This is the next in the Ralph Anderson Interfaith Dialogue series. <clears throat> it's coming up on Monday at 7.30 p.m. at the Carbondale Mosque is located at 530 North Wall Street. Uh, Lois Hayward, founder of New Day, uh, will talk about some of her experiences at Tam State Penitentiary, Penitentiary and her faith perspectives on prison policies and humane treatment. Panel members are Abdul Haq, Sam Goldman, and Randy Johnson. Ken Starbucks, the moderator, and as always, this is sponsored by the Carbondale Interfaith Council. Everyone is welcome and attendance is free. I, off the top of my head, thought of a happening. Ah. Tomorrow is the last farmer's market of the year. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? It is exactly the last farmer's market of the year. It is the time to 
stock up yes. on root crops. Get your onions, your sweet potatoes, your potatoes, your what else? What's a, what? What else is a root crop? Turnips, beets. <laughs> um, I think they, there's some cabbage. Um, Everything must go. Pumpkins, there's squashes, and I'm sure you can use all that. <laughs> it is the last chance to stock up at the farmer's market. I am going to spend way too much money because I really like fresh vegetables. And so I'm going to spend way too much money and spend like two or three days putting it away figuring out ways to store it probably mostly frozen because fresh frozen is almost as good as fresh um last if, farmer's market i wonder if they'll have the equivalent of black friday you know people will be camped out in the that parking lot for the farmer's market uh, over the night well <laughs> i know people will be getting there at the great first thing in the morning there's a lot of people i see some people who i know don't get up early normally uh-huh. who get there first thing in the morning to get the, the vegetables because they know they'll sell out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like certain herbs and certain um, things, they're just precious commodities. So you have to get there at, like, rate at 8 to get those c- certain things. And I know people who do that. Uh-huh. So 8 o'clock till noon, the farmer's market tomorrow, Saturday. And then at noon is... The peace vigil. Years and years and years of promoting and talking and praying for peace. I love the idea of a peace vigil. So, let's be peaceful. Mm -hmm. Thankful. I am thankful for peace. Can you imagine living in Somalia right now? Uh, Not a... So much that you have to become a pirate. Well, that's not, you know, there's a lot of people in America who want to be pirates. Yeah, it's not the, you know, the joy, the glamour it is in the movies. Right. <laughs> but you get to talk? Do you get to talk funny? Uh, you, yeah, sure, you can. You, you got a gun, so you can talk <laughs> however you want, I guess. <laughs> Why do pirates talk funny? Oh, just because, I don't know, I, probably because, you know, it was from old stories, and it was like people who traveled a lot, so... Maybe they were seen as talking funny. Probably they, you know, brought in a lot of different cultures, that different languages, and they probably talked like the sea, very uh, tumultuously and um, rolling, rolling, talking like the sea. So yeah, and there are some talk of some pirates who may have existed who have, you know, were basically in it because they liked the free life and they wanted to, you know, loot money from the king. But that's not the type of pirates we have usually nowadays. Well, there is some of those. They're the ones that don't get caught. Yeah. <laughs> there actually are pirates on the high sea that, you know, when they get a ship, the ship disappears, you know, or it becomes a pirate ship, you know. So there are those. Of, I know they are because every once in a while you read in the news that, oh, a ship disappeared. Yeah. They say it's the Bermuda Triangle, but <laughs> I know it's pirates. What so, other happenings? Yes, other happenings. Uh AIDS Awareness 2008. Uh, they're having a series of events Monday through Wednesday of next week. Are you aware of AIDS? I am. A lot of people aren't aware. There's actually... I've, I've read that there's been a drop of awareness in the U.S. because people think, oh, you know, it's slowed down. Or Just with AIDS? Well, with, <laughs> with life in general, but, you know. So there's... You know, people like... They feel like, oh, we had awareness about that 
in the 80s and the 90s, it's the 21st century, it, it's done with. But no, <laughs> it's still out there. And they have the uh, uh, Monday through Wednesday, they've got a series of events, um, a speaker, a film, a workshop, uh, free anonymous HIV testing. And they've got all the details about that over at the SIUC Student Center where those events are happening. Yeah, you should just get a blood test just in case. Yeah. I mean, do they just do HIV? I think they just, at that, they just do HIV. Ooh, well, I don't know if I'd want, well, I guess I could have them draw blood just for HIV because, you know, HIV could kill me. Yeah. But if they're going to draw blood, I want to have a bunch of tests done. So maybe I'll have them give me an extra vial <laughs> and I'll go to some local lab and say, here, blood, yeah. fix me up. Yeah. <laughs> do I have any problems? Or am I, like, special? Yeah, <laughs> God, that special uh, vampire uh, blood. What like, like vampire blood or DNA that gives me superpowers? Or you could have one of those rare blood. Um, what is it? Um, o or is it AB? Um, AB positive, I think. What's the c most common blood? Uh, I don't know. Actually, it's been a while. I think like O, either O positive or O negative is one of the rarer ones. Yeah, there's one that's very had, rare. My had, my grandpa had either O positive or O negative, whichever is more rare. I've said a lot of things today that I want people to answer for me. I want to know what people are thankful for. Hey, someone's calling. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to know what's the rare blood. Yeah. So if you could call after the show, let me know. Other happenings? Fantastic yeah. Chili at the Interface Center. This is next weekend, Saturday, December 6th, from 4.30 to 6.30 p.m. Come for a hearty Southwest Cowboy or Vegetarian Chili before the Lights Fantastic Parade. Uh, side dishes are welcome. This is a holiday and end-of-semester celebration for all. So everybody in the wonderful Interface Center community, um, there is a get-together um, at the Interface Center before the Lights Fantastic Parade. And then, of course... There's the Lights Fantastic Parade, scheduled for Saturday, December 6th. The Lights Fantastic Parade will once again feature Santa's reindeer, who will be making a visit to the town square. Where they, and then there will be the annual cookie walk, and the Polar Express Station will be open from 4 to 6.30 for you to stop by and write a, land, a letter to Santa. <laughs> Exciting times. And there's also, we'll talk about this a little bit more next week, but the Alternative Gift Fair, Gifts That Matter. Um, it's going to be Sunday, December 7th at the Carbondale Civic Center from 2 to 5 p.m. So you are listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. I forgot to say my name. 
My name is Ord Energyman, and my co-host is Treesong, and we're here every Friday talking about local happenings. Well, local as in the world. Why? Well, because we happen to live here. So, is the Pope Catholic solar? The Vatican goes solar. The 2400 solar panels covering the roof of a a giant concert hall in the Vatican were activated last Wednesday, and seeing that now the Pope is open to solar systems, Giuliano shook his fist in his grave. Is that... I didn't pronounce that right, did I? Straight to the source, Reuters, Catholic News Service, and the Auguste French Press. We're actually pretty tapped in. We got it from... We got this article from the Catholic News Service. Oh, yeah. See how tapped in we are? Straight line to the Pope. <laughs> but yeah, that w we actually had a caller mentioning that O positive is the most common, actually, and that O negative, it's not the least common, but it's the most desirable because anyone can take it, like in terms of a donation. Like you can give anyone O negative and it doesn't trigger, uh, you know... Any adverse any reactions. Any adverse reaction. And, oh, I forget, she said either AB positive or AB negative she thought was the least common. But... It's O negative that can be used for anybody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you have O negative blood, you know, and you're well enough to give blood, you can just, you'll be everybody's hero if you give blood. I have not managed to give blood yet. Every time I go in, they check my temperature, and I'm 99 point something. Huh. I'm hot-blooded. Hot-blooded. <laughs> and, well, that what that means is there's a chance you have a low-grade fever or something like that, so I guess they've just... I've tried to give so many times. Yeah. I always end up with a cookie or a shirt, but I've not managed to give any blood. And I've got gallons of it. <laughs> I yeah. don't I know actually, if I could give gallons <laughs> away, but... I used to donate all the time, but I um, now that I'm trying to gain body weight, you know, and build up my uh, stamina and strength, I'm, uh, I've decided to not give until I get back up to 140. <laughs> but people who can, you know, I think it's a good thing to do to help save lives. Yeah, so you could someone out there, maybe you yourself have been thankful to get a blood, get a blood, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get a little blood. So, all right, what else we got to talk about? So let's see. Uh, in other news, oh, there's so many; it's hard to decide. <laughs> I got oh, one. Okay, no, I I've got one—a solar-powered one. <laughs> I just talked about it, probably. <laughs> Go ahead. This is another solar-powered one, though. They're <laughs> all good. <laughs> Always look on the bright side of death. <laughs> now... Can you sing that? Yeah. Always look on the bright side of death. Always look on the bright side of death. Hey. <laughs> You're so much better at it than... Well, you probably listened to it a zillion times. <laughs> I've only heard it once or twice, actually. Really? Huh. Yeah. I, I, it's, a, it's a funny song, though, so it's stuck in my head. The so, death song? Yeah, I guess songs of death stick in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but this is, this is cheery news, though. It's not as, as glum as it sounds. Cemetery in Spanish town doubles as solar power plant. A small Spanish town crammed for space has started using its cemetery as the primary site for a solar power plant, affixing solar panels atop many of the mausoleums. Quote, The best tribute we can pay to our ancestors, whatever your religion may be, is to generate clean energy for new generations, said a solar rep whose company also runs the cemetery. Straight to the source, Associated Press.
Now, what they could do if, if, if they get a deal with the ancestors is they could install, like, stationary panels, but then have, have like, the ghosts or the zombies turn the panels <laughs> with the sun to do the tracking for them. But they don't come out in the day. You're right. They don't come out in the day. They, if they could find an undead who comes out in the day. Well, maybe they could just have them because the tracker will move all day long, so you could have one that works all day long, and then it's pointing at the <laughs> evening. Yeah. So in the night, they the could night. turn it and point it back at the, you know, so yeah. that would save some energy. It would. Because um, some of the trackers, you know, it can take them a half hour or so to wake up in the morning to face back to the sun. Yeah. So if they're facing, well, there you go. You got yourself an extra half hour of power. It's a good plan. So it's a good plan. <laughs> <laughs> Wicked. The Great White Way goes green. That's right. Broadway went green on Tuesday. Not just on Tuesday. That's when they started. Broadway went green on Tuesday with the official announcement of the creatively named Broadway Goes Green effort. Very creatively named. What does that mean? Well, think neon signs lit with energy-efficient bulbs, costumes washed with eco-friendly detergent, and programs printed with water-soluble ink. Oh, the drama! Straight to the source, the New York Times. Sounds like fun. So let's see. In other news, yes, we canyon. <laughs> yes, we canyon. BLM backs off from plan to allow oil drilling near Utah National Parks. <clears throat> the Bureau of Land Management on Tuesday partially backed off from unpopular plans to open land near Utah National Parks to oil and gas drilling. BLM deferred leasing about one third of the 93 tracks that the National Park Service had objected could contaminate parks with noise water, and air pollution. The rest will still go on the auction block, though, on December 19th. Straight to the source, Associated Press, Salt Lake Tribune, Los Angeles Times, and the Desert News. So I guess that's uh, partially a good story. <laughs> they partially stopped it. Okay, I'm going to do a bad one, and then you're going to have to track down a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whipped into a furry. Furry as in a furry animal. The Humane Society sues fur designers and purveyors. The Humane Society of the United States of America has sued a handful of fur retailers and designers for allegedly misrepresenting some real fur products as fake fur. Uh. Now, this is funny, because everything else you want to say, it's as good as real. Yeah. <laughs> but in this case... Apparently, real fur has got an extremely bad name, and so they're saying it's fake fur. <laughs> yeah, that's the only way they could sell the stuff. And for improperly lab labeling other fur products as coming from foxes, rabbits, or raccoons when they're actually from a species of dog in Asia, according to the suit. Oh. <laughs> this is this is asian dogs yeah. <laughs> it's like this reminds me of uh, cruella de vil from the 101 dalmatians yeah it's like in real life alive this is fox fur but no it's made from a dog yeah well we do have extra dogs so i mean the humane society could be selling them all those dogs that they have to kill because That's a fundraiser. So, yeah they could be selling i mean they're already having to more than 50% of the dogs that, you know, are in pounds end up being put to sleep. So why don't they just then skin them and sell them to these fur designers 
as fox fur. <laughs> you know, that should be that would be a good settlement from mm-hmm. this I'm not serious, folks. I don't want any death threats. But actually, that would make logical sense. So I am serious. It makes a certain sense, you know, that not, to not waste if you're having to kill the animals anyway. Yeah. But ideally, we could make it so that we're not buying the furs or killing the animals in the shelter. We could adopt the dogs and get more spaying and neutering. I would like to see a high society lady have, like, a dead cat wrapped around her neck. <laughs> you know, like a muff. Because, I mean, I've seen someone who had a live cat wrapped around their neck. Yeah. <laughs> so why not, you know, if and if someone asked, they was like, oh, this was fluffy, I couldn't get rid of her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's with me forever now. <laughs> so we've got time for one last fairly quick story. Um, it's the latest ecological news from that big ecotopia, Los Angeles. <laughs> what? Los Angeles? That's not an ecotopia, but there is ecological news. <laughs> it takes... Uh, Villa Ragosa. L.A. will go big with solar power under the mayor's plan. Los Angeles will score one-tenth of its energy from solar power by 2020 under plan unveiled Monday by Mayor Antonio Villaragosa. Considering the town's many celebrities, a plan to tap star power is certainly forthcoming. <laughs> Straight to the source, Los Angeles Times. All so, right, I want you to remember to give me a call or tell someone, turn to your right, and tell the person right next to you, or if there's nobody on your right, just talk to yourself <laughs> and tell them what you're thankful for. Yes. Okay? Because it is not Turkey Day. It is Thanksgiving. And I want to thank the Indians for giving us their property. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to thank uh, WDBX for existing. Community radio is a good thing. Yeah, there you go. Now, someone else doesn't have anything to be thankful for because you took it away. Well, we could be thankful for the same thing. Okay. All right. (laughs) I want to thank everybody who supports this station and keeps this station on the air. There's only 30 community radio stations across the nation, and little old Carbondale has one. Chicago doesn't even have one. (laughs) But Carbondale has a community radio station. Have a good one.